You're listening to What's Your Heart Problem podcast, the show that brings you healthy advice and perspectives on your heart relationships with your host, Dr. Holder. She has 20 plus years in the field of helping others as a dedicated therapist. She is a coach, speaker, a loving mother and wife. Dr. Holder is here to help you get to the heart of the matter. Now, without any further ado, please welcome your host, Dr. Holder. Good day, good day, everyone. This is Dr. Holder, your host for What's Your Problem, Heart Problem podcast. And I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to give a special thank you to our sponsor, Viral Life Pathways Counseling Services, where counseling is provided to individuals, couples, and families. Give them a call or text them at 571-946-8115 to schedule an appointment. On today's podcast, we have with us an amazing financial coach and consultant, my brother, Chris Holder. And he is known on his social media as CEO Chris Holder. Mr. Holder has been blessing us with his financial expertise for many years now. And so he's here to speak to us about finances and how to get our health in order. So I want to welcome my brother and friend, Chris Holder. Thank you so much for joining us. Mr. CEO, Chris Holder, my brother, uh, welcome, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my podcast is basically about, you know, transitioning from toxic mindsets, relationships, any kind of things that's, you know, not good that you're thinking of, like, or you're doing right now, transitioning, to, transitioning it to a better situation. And so today I wanted to talk about finances okay. um, because not everybody, you know, is great with their finances. And, and since you are, and I know you are um, the financial coach, uh, consultant, um, you know, wealth builder, all, all, all of the things. Um, I just wanted to talk, get, get your nuggets on um, finances and just really talking about that and going from there. So I just want to welcome CEO Chris Holder to my pod. Thank you so much for joining me, Mr. Holder. And I just wanted to say thank you so much um, for all that you do for those that know you and those that don't. So, all righty. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Uh, looking forward to spending some time with you to talk about money and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Um, the first question I, I, I even have to ask is, and when did you feel or think that you were going to be a financial something? Because I know before you would be doing just different things, sales, just different things, um, but not specifically finances, financials, you know? And so um, when was the turn for you when you were like, okay, I'm going to be doing this money thing to help people? And I've always, always spoke about okay. money. I think I was 10, 11, whenever I started okay. doing accounting with mom. Okay. Um, when she used to have me do the bank reconciliation, I realized I was good with numbers. And as I started doing, I understood the difference with assets and liabilities early because I was doing those numbers with her. So I, I guess you can say it became second nature to me. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at the world differently as I started looking at numbers. So obviously now I'm doing bank reconciliation for churches. I'm 12, you know, so I'm looking yeah. at 
what, you know, when I see certain bills and mom explaining to me like, no, you're not supposed to have that as a bill or you're not supposed to have that under your business. And she would just talk to me and I'm like, well, that's the case. And that's the case. And it sort of made me think about people. You know, I started, I, I, it took the veil off early for me about people who I thought were wealthy when wow. I started doing taxes. I think if you're an accountant, you look at the world differently because you see the truth, right? Yes. You could be working yeah. with someone and on TV, they're a billionaire and, da, 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 and the accountant's like, nah, they're more like 273 million. Like they're, Whoa. you know, because, so you won't, they'll, they, you, you'll always be uh, put in a position where the numbers uh, speak for you. So yes, I would say specifically to the question, I would say as early as early as 11, 12, because then if you remember, um, I started doing those sessions at the church, those church groups. I had Essa, I don't know if you remember. I do Essa. not recall. You need so, to yeah, put so me up I on used game. To, so I was, uh, when my mom, when mom was at church, I would always do while she was doing the accounting uh, or when she was at people's cathedral, I would have meetings uh, with uh, my friends at the school. So we'd be talking about, you know, I would watch like the Dave Ramsey videos. Mom would give me Dave Ramsey videos to watch just to keep me um, busy. But I would take that information and I would share it with the couple friends. So Mass, Tyrone, Ryan, all those 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 kids that that I grew up with, I would say, hey, I got a meeting. Um, um, Our group was called SBC. Right. So that was like what it was based off. That was like my first company, if you will. Wow. Um, I did not know that. And then SMM uh, started back then. That was incorporated back then. Okay. I remember that. So the same company that I have now, that 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 incorporation has been around for that many years now. So um, since you were, how old were you? Since you were, what I, was about tw- I would say, so to your question is, when did I know I was going to be doing money? I say 12 because mom gave me a career. Wow. Really, so I, I, I knew, that. So, so I was always good with math. I was always good yeah. with numbers from that. Yeah. Everything else was kind of like, I don't know, but I was good with that. And yeah. then I started looking at, I started wondering why people were poor. And that's when, yes. when I go to church, I'm like, wow. Started trying to figure out the difference between the church and the streets. And I'm like, well, yeah. if these people are supposed to be blessed, but they're struggling, but then these people are supposed to be evil, but they're not struggling, something's off here. And then they said, oh, well, every drug dealer, every gangster, whatever, is either they're dead or in jail. Oh. And the problem was I met too many people that were not dead or in jail. They right. would, I mean, I met guys who were working in the streets the same way a stripper would work and get her money to pay for med school. And the minute she's done with med school, she's out of that profession. There's right. a lot of guys who said, okay, if I can get, you know, 15,000 or 30,000 off this quick, yeah. you know, situation, I'm going to go open up a laundromat because right. they're in the worst neighborhoods to mm-hmm. be in. So they would see vision. They would get their business together. They would set up LLCs. They would put businesses in their family's names, their kids' names. And I'm here yeah. sitting around looking at these masterminds and I'm like, this pastor mm. don't know what he's talking about. So, oh, and then I'm doing his taxes. So I'm like, he really don't know what he's talking about, you know? So yeah. I think that's, that's what happened. I think early, I got, I got an early look at life and I stopped looking at people. Um, I stopped looking at people like I'm in awe of this adult when really Mike, you're probably worse off than some of the people that I would think are worse off, you know? Yeah. So that, I, that would be that. So it's been that long. So then it's just, Oh, people only started listening once I once they started seeing 
the success because nobody wants to hear you while you're just telling facts, right? People don't, right. they don't, oh, just because this fact doesn't mean that you know, because well, why, why, why haven't it worked for you, right? You telling yeah. me what to do. So nobody yeah. would listen to me. I was, you know, so I, but I just didn't, I kept going because I know what I was saying was correct. Yes. And I knew eventually it's going to, my success was going to come um, as I continue to build stuff. And I was like, one day people will listen. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk to those that are willing to listen to me now. So the Wendell's of the worlds, the Liz's of the worlds, the Burchell's of the worlds, you know, Darren. So there's a, there's a group of people, um, you know, that rocked with me still to today, like still rock yeah. with me to today. And they were there for a lot yeah. of those meetings, you know, which is crazy yeah. to think that it's been over 20 something years. Wow. So what was that message um, that, that people did not want to hear from you? Anything because I was young, right? So what do you know about money? You're 15, you know, because I didn't have any pedigree or background there. It used to be like a joke to a lot of adults. It's like, you're just talking because you hang around Paula. So that's Paula's son. So it was very much like, he's just talking because his mom's an accountant. So it wasn't like I knew what I was saying. I'm just, it's like, he just repeating what he heard on a phone call. He don't really know. So it used to frustrate me because I'm like, it's not, I said it. I read a book. This is what the yes. book said. I'm telling y'all we should be budgeting. I'm telling y'all we should do this. We should do that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I meant. Wow. And no, I just remember that time. And I never saw it that way. I just put in numbers. <laughs> so for me, what developed was my organizational skills um, and managing skills in right. regards to just how to organize certain things when it comes to numbers, but not necessarily being like how you got in. That's so interesting how same household and just very different like experiences. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. I did not know that. So would you say that you ever had a uh, unhealthy um, um, mindset about money? Um, No. Really? So because what was it, your... it didn't it didn't matter whether I had the money or I didn't have the money. It, it, the money was never the thought. I never looked at money. I just saw it as currency, right? Mm. Gold, diamonds, this, a car, it's currency. I always looked at it as trade. So if I didn't have enough money, I would replace what I had. I remember there was a time where I didn't have a, a bunch of money in the store and I said, "Hey, listen, yeah. Um, I don't have the money for this. Is it possible that I could work this off? Yes. Like, what do you mean? I said, I'd like to trade. I trade my time for, for this. It's, 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 you know, X amount of dollars. And the guy laughed at me. He goes, all right, fine. He goes, hang out in the back and make sure nobody steal nothing for the next 10 minutes. Right. But okay. that was, so, so for me, it was trade, right? So if I didn't have money, right. I, I knew yes. I could still get certain things. My, if we were to talk about today for what I think most people would, would understand is my money habits were developing at that time. So I made a lot of mistakes developing the money habits that I felt would be my principles, you know, because I I didn't like the principles that I was taught. I thought there were good concepts, but I'm like, nah, something's missing. You know, mom and dad always used to say to me, um, you should always listen to somebody who's where you want, where you want to be in life in all areas. Yes, yes. So- if you're talking to somebody and you know you see the lifestyle that you don't want and they have it, why are you listening to them? Right. Because if you accept, you know, you accept their advice, you accept their lifestyle. So my mistakes were made because I was I was willing to learn. I was willing to take a chance. Like, let me try this. If this, let me see. If, so I tried 
a lot of yes. things to, to know that the concept would work and then to know what concepts wouldn't work. Uh, and that's how I developed that six figure secret checklist that that um, that I created, which is yes. something that I, I said, if I when I'm no longer here, what is it that I want to leave my kids? And I'm like, if I could leave them principles of money and finance yeah. and also put them in a good position, if they receive $10 million, right? And I'm no yeah. longer here, they'll know, okay, follow these principles. This is the biblical financial Bible my father created for me. These are our financial yeah. commandments in this house. Uh, and yes. that's why on my birthday, I, people, I tell people I don't want anything on my birthday. I'm doing a call to check in on where everybody is on a six-figure secret checklist. Like if that's something that I would want to continue when my birthday comes, I want people to be like, yeah, we should make that a financial check-in day. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd love to have that passed as a law. That'd be a goal in mind that September 30th is a financial check-in day uh, for the world. That would be like, yeah. a, yeah. that would be some, that that's a goal of mine. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Let me uh, go back a little bit. You said that you had you had made mistakes before you went forward to um, um, turning those mistakes into principles or turning the mistakes, yeah. doing them with. What were some of the mistakes you were making that you have stopped doing and now they're principles? Um, I would say stop, so the concept of paying off credit cards. um as an example, for me, the concept of not using a credit card to pay for stuff and using my debit card, mm. right? Um, that was one of them. So I use my credit card for everything. But what uh, would that? Can you can you can you can you expound more on that? Like so, a couple things, this, right? Yeah, so right yeah. out the gate, just from because he said that that was good. <laughs> yeah, just from a safety standpoint, right? Okay. Because identity theft is rampant. Okay. People going to crack your accounts. It's going to happen anyway, right? If I have a credit card and I see a mistake. That's between that purchaser and the and my credit card company. That's an immediate situation. Got That's it. not my actual money. Right. Right. And it's a quicker process and they can, you know, remove it. They can handle all that. My debit card, yeah. that's my real money. Yeah. And they don't give it back to you immediately. It mm. takes days because the bank doesn't hold money. Right. So our money, when we put it in the bank, is not our own. It's theirs. They right. do a whole bunch of stuff with it. That's why you can't just walk into the bank today, just walk into any bank, say, hey, um, let me get a hundred thousand cash. Need that out. They're like, no, we need a week. Mm. No, we need we need some time. We don't have nothing in here for you. We're, right. we're, we're, your money's being used somewhere else, right? But but people don't realize mm. that. Um, another reason why I, I choose to use a credit card um over um the debit card, and I'm talking about initial purchase, is I do pay attention to points. I'm going to buy this stuff anyway, right? I'm going to pay yeah. attention to points. It allows for me and my family to fly first class. It allows us to skip lines by getting those advanced you know, things. Um, yeah. We get cash back on everything. And, and for me, it's like I'm spending it anyway. So the minute yeah. I spend it, right? So like right now, we're, we're, we're it's a $1,700 thing Jahira wants to do um, for one of the for the for the for the apartment right so i said that's a great you know, she's gonna hook it up and everything same standard. i'm not paying that on my debit card and that's your wife that's your beautiful wife jahira hey yeah. <laughs> for those so, that don't know <laughs> so for me i'm like hey let me make sure that i clear it off this other credit card that i have that's under my business not under my personal so it's not going to impact my credit score yeah but yeah. i'm going to get the reward points from the card but then also i'm going to pay it off right after posts Right. As soon as it posts, I'm paying it right off. I'm just trying to get the points and the benefits and whatever. So on each of my cards, I think right now, I, if I add up all my points in total with my cards, I have over a million sure. reward points. 
I bet. I bet. So it's like whether I'm so what I'm saying is that's that's one of the things I learned. How did I learn that? I had to go through credit card fraud, mm. um, gone through accounts being frozen for random stuff, certain charges. You know, you're not checking your yeah. bank account the same way you would check a credit card because your credit card it's set up a certain way. It's a lot easier to read. I know people may not believe that, but it's a lot easier to read. And it's a lot easier to get in contact with your credit card customer service right. than your bank customer service. The credit card, they'll go through your, hey, can you find all the posts that are there? And they're yep. happy about it. Yep. And then if you have one of the more premier cards, you got a concierge service. Yep, yes, that's sir. That's willing to break yes, it down sir. for you. So for me, I'm like, I would rather bank this way. I like this form of banking. Mm -hmm. And the funny part was when I started recognizing that I didn't need to bank and save money in the bank anymore. Yes. That part was like, well, why am I money in the bank? I'm getting $0 on it. My credit card company at the time is offering me 3.5 mm -hmm. savings account. So I'm like, wait a minute. So American Express, I'm just one, one of the cards. Yes, American yes. Express had a savings account before any, a high yield savings account before anybody else. It just wasn't online. It was a bank. I mean, it wasn't, on the ground as a bank, right. it was online. Online, as a bank. right. So when, when you just start looking at the principles we've been taught, I, I recognize that most of the principles weren't put in place for someone like me. Mm. You know, the United States and its principles weren't put in place for someone like me to win because it wasn't based off my family situation when they established how money was going to work. Not in a bad way, just like if I went to Portugal, if I went to any part of the world, what they based their concept of money on yes wasn't based off chris holder you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, my background mm -hmm. it was based off whoever was there however many hundreds of years ago right that's what they base it off of and the united states as a whole is based off debt mm. it's not based off uh, it's based off you owe somebody all the time in right. no scenario in the united states unless you're in puerto rico i believe can you ever own your home you never own your home. There's always taxes. So the government always owns your home. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this right. interest that everybody's paying. And I'm like, you just, they just taking full advantage of us. But we've been taught that it's another thing that I had to learn the hard way, right? Bought property early, which you know. So I learned early that, yeah. no, nah, that's not the way to buy it. Here's how you should have did it. I'm like, oh, why didn't anybody teach me about hard money lending? Why didn't anybody teach me about, so it's like, yeah. All these little things are like, but it's right there. It's not like complicated. So right. those are some of the things, man, that, 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 that I would say I learned during that, during that period. Um, obviously learning to do my own taxes was big because that helped me yeah. budget. So learning to budget was big because I know how much I had going out. I knew how much I had coming in, whatever was left. I said, this is what I got to build my financial future. This great future I'm going to have. I want to build it off of these couple dollars. Right, um, right. And I made a lot of mistakes to, to, to get to that point, you know, but yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you for your story with that. Um, and so what are some of the tips that you can share with uh, the viewers um, that can help them, you know, I don't know if this is a jump, but build wealth um, or save Let you know, let's start, let's start. So is, is there a difference yet? Is there a difference between saving and building wealth? Yeah. If you're okay. saving, you're not building. Oh, you're, you're so good. So, so, so hold on. Wait, wait. Hold, no, no. Thank you. So, so two questions then. Thank you because I, I needed to get that question answered. So, can you give me tips on how to save 
and then tips on how to build wealth. Yeah, savings, first things first, for pe- especially mm-hmm. today. So if somebody's watching this this year, I can't mm-hmm. speak to two years or three years from now if you watch it, but specifically during this time, if you have money in the bank, any money in your savings account, and you're not getting at least three to four to 5% on that money, you're just, mm-hmm. you're a consumer. You're just being taken advantage of. The banks are giving you uh, money. So first thing I would do is I would take the money out of a savings account and put it into a high yield savings account, probably an online savings account that's paying you three, four, 5% on the money sitting there. Use the example of someone who has $100,000 right now. They just have it sitting in the bank. Well, Mm -hmm. if you take that same $100,000 and the bank is paying you 5% on that money, well, then you just made $5,000 this year and did absolutely nothing. Now, let's just take that concept for the next 10 years. How long have you had a savings mm-hmm. account? Most people have had a savings account for at least 10 years. But right. right. And I'm not saying, I'm just using 100,000 people to put example. whatever yeah. number they want. But the idea of it is, so if I took the same number and I just left it in a savings account, but what they're paying me on interest right now, in the next 10 years, I would have made 50% return on my savings account. Now, it'll be more than 50% because compound interest. So that's a version of savings while building wealth. That's a, that's, a, that's a combo situation, right? You're building something while saving because you're afraid to invest. You get it? I'm afraid to do anything with this going to terrify. Okay, then don't, then don't not use the right information. Yes. Right, um, right, right. The next thing when it comes to savings, and this is a big one, is I learned not to live on a hundred percent of the money that I see coming in. Okay. That's the biggest, the biggest issue I've seen with most people as I sit down and I have consultation sessions with people is I ask this question. I go, how much do you make a month? So if you make 10,000 a month, your answer should really be, I make 8,000 a month. So, you know, the number that you make every month, but you don't want to have the mentality that I have $10,000. Okay. The mentality is I have $8,000. Okay. How am I going to survive on $8,000? You live within the $8,000. You save, you pay bills, you do every single thing you would do with that $8,000. Mm-hmm. And that $2,000, at the end of the month, we're going to see what area of your life needs the most support to build up that cash. So that 20% becomes your catch-up money because most people are, are very behind in all areas. So oh, we would wow. say, okay, let's say you had a credit card. Yeah. You, you saved up the extra money to pay it and you do everything with the 80. Now imagine at the end of the month, you got an extra $2,000 to add to what it is that you were already going to put. So now let's say you were going to put down 20, let's say you're going to put down $700 because that's what mm-hmm. you had left over. But mm-hmm. that credit card was interrupting some of the things you were doing. Boom. Now you got $2,700 to put down wow. on that card because you're not wow. doing it at 100%. Now somebody said, well, Chris, I'm upside down right now. My bills are 12,000 a month, but I'm making 10,000. I can't do that right now. Wrong, it's the mentality. Whether you have it or not, your relationship with money is gonna be the key to how much more you get. So how do you work that out? You you, you have to find a hustle. Okay. Now you have have to do the same 20, 25%, and then you have to develop a hustle, find a hustle, create a skill. There's so many things you can do online to make money. Like it's not... It's not like it was before. You can find and 
something. And you and 20, 25% of you saving that. That's what you mean. Yeah. So at the end, end of the month, remember, end of the month. Is, you're yeah. just taking it off top. Yes. Not yes. Your yes. Savings. It's not anything until you get to the end of the month. Let's say now you paid off all your bills. You have no debt. Mm. Well, what does that 20, 25% go to? Well, do you have one year put aside of your lifestyle expenses? If the answer is no, well, boom, that's the next task. You want to make sure you're covered for a year, right? Now let's say you're covered for a year, right? Yeah. Now yeah. you're going to take that. Well, what's going on with your retirement? You look at your mm. age and there's a, let me just write on Google. How much should you have saved by this age right now? It's literally listed there. You can just break it down and it'll say, mm. if you are, you know, 50 years of age mm-hmm. and starting from the age of 25, Every year, you can go through how much money you were supposed to save each year mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. your income that year. You can mm-hmm. come up with your total, and then you're going to say, this is what I should have saved. Here's where I am today. That, that discrepancy is now where that money goes because you got to catch up. Okay. Now, if you're doing all this, it's not interrupting your trips. It's not interrupting you buying right. stuff. It doesn't change. So you're living your life. Remember, you're doing everything with that 8,000 in this example or whatever right. the number is, but you get that's yeah. a big principle. Stop living at 100% of your income. Pick a number, 5%, wow. 2%. You got to start somewhere. And then the goal is eventually, as you start seeing you have extra, hey, maybe now I can live on 70% of my income. Hey, okay. maybe now I can live on 60% of my income. Hey, you see what I'm saying? Like get excited. Yeah. Hey, here's what I try to tell people. Get excited about one day looking at your bank account and seeing $100,000 in there that doesn't have a purpose. It's just in there collecting interest. You get it? Like, I I don't owe anybody money. Nobody's coming to get this money and go from there. Um, For people who who are watching this and have a lot of money, if you're going to keep your money in the bank, it may be annoying, but you got to open up as many bank accounts as possible up to 250,000. Really? What's the purpose of that? Well, if because the bank only insures you up to 250,000. You remember like like two or three months ago, there was that bank run? Well, yeah, Mm. if you had over, if you had, $300,000 $300,000 and then you just lost 50,000. Wow. Cuz they're only insuring you up to 250. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So those are some of the things that 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 really jumped out to me. So when I'm th- talking about saving, when it comes to building wealth, yes. In history, you have to determine the path you're going to take, right? Real estate is always one people talk about. Okay. The stock market is always another one. And then obviously uh purchasing into businesses and or different companies to receive that, right? So yeah, we can talk about art. We can talk about diamonds and all that. But realistically, through the history of the United States, most people have created wealth through real estate and or the stock market. That's just what people- What if if you are completely not, don't know anything about those two? Is there any other way to build wealth or those are the majors? um, Some people try to do it through life insurance, but Mm -hmm. I always try to say, you know more about real estate than you think. You you own a home, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what? You know a lot about real estate already. Right. You know, what, what I'm saying there is it just comes back to the path. When you think about wealth, you're thinking about something that's going to appreciate over time. There's not that yeah. many things that we've been given that people, ha- the average person has access to. You know, some, somebody mm-hmm. will watch this and they'll give some crazy, oh, you create wealth doing da, 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 da. All right, fine. So we're talking about the 2% of the world that even right. knows how to do that thing. I'm, I'm right. talking general person watching this. I want to create wealth. What should I do? Wealth has been created in the United States specifically through real estate and the markets. Mm. Those are the two things. After that, now you're looking at someone either investing into a company. So that's like private equity stuff. And now you're buying a percentage of a company, hoping that it shoots up. Anything other than that is not historically back, really. It's just, it's Mm. not, 
right? You can just take a look. So no matter how, how far the market goes up or down, the reason why it's always a good time to buy real estate is in some way or form, the numbers always end up working out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, I can't, uh, I wanted to segue into what you said earlier about um, just pretty much leading um, my niece and my nephew, my beautiful nieces and nephew, mm -hmm. my niece and nephew, and just how, how are you showing your children um, the relationship, the healthy relationship that you should have with money? How just are you showing that to them at this time? Conversations. Whenever I buy something, I talk with, I talk with Savannah about the real numbers. Like when we bought the car, she was like, these are the two cars. This is the price point. She's like, oh my gosh, da, da, da. But I'll give you an example. When we were talking about cars, we were looking at, we were in front of a Bugatti. The Bugatti was about $2.1 million. Well, 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 hold on before you continue. Um, Remind remind the people, and remind, but let the people know what you recently um got out there uh today, sir. Uh, what, what What is it? What is the name of it, sir? Um, A California tea. For those that don't know cars, can you explain what that is? Yeah, so that is a convertible Ferrari. My word. So I saw the the, the squeals of joy on your daughter's face when she yeah. was in it. So did you talk to her about the price points and all of that with that she one? Picked or was the another... car. So I, I took her through the entire process with me when I went to check the car out. I had her take a look at all the cars I was looking at. She got inside. It was between that car and a Rolls Royce Dawn. And she got into both cars. Uh, she liked the Rolls Royce more than the Ferrari, actually, because uh, mm -hmm. it was a lot more spacious and mm -hmm. all that other mm -hmm. stuff. But um, we were going to move forward with the Rolls Royce. So she was actually surprised that I went with the Ferrari because... Mm -hmm. The one that she had, the two things that she didn't like, she she wanted it to have red in it. And the one we were looking <laughs> at had uh, tan. Uh -huh. And uh, she didn't like the, the interior. And she didn't see the top come down. So she didn't mm -hmm. know the top could come down. Whereas on the Rolls Royce Dawn, she liked the emblem that popped up. And then she liked the uh, roof coming off. Yeah. So when she saw it, you know, she was super excited because that combination, she was, that's what she would have wanted for the car because red is one of her favorite colors. So, and um, let the people know how old is your beautiful daughter? She's six. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can speak to your kids. Yeah, she's six. So, I, <laughs> six. As I, I shared with her when I was talking to the car dealers and the yeah. owner, well, the GM of, um, of the Ferrari dealership, I had her sit there with me and mm -hmm. just listen and ask questions. And, you know, I explained to her, hey, listen, this car is $320,000. This car is $250,000. What is that? So I'll give her an example of something that we bought for a dollar. I said, now, if we had 250,000 of these, that's how much this car is worth. And she's just like, like, oh my goodness. Like that is, you know, so then <laughs> while we were speaking, just to show how those conversations coming where they can start to digest yes. dollar amounts as we saw the Bugatti is about two point something million. And then I was telling her the other car I was looking at and I was like, yeah, that car is like 220,000. She goes, well, all right, 220 is not that bad because compared to that, you know, three or $4 million car, but she's six. Yeah. That yeah. She, and, and, and I picked up on that. I was like, she just put that together. That mm -hmm. So she's listening. She's learning. Yes. Um, obviously yes. she, she also uh, has a business that we're, we're developing right now. So that's really on me. Yay. I just need to push a little harder um mm -hmm. to finish developing her website but we you know we got the llc and all that other stuff so basically 
Uh, we even have people that wanted orders from her stuff. Yeah. So I want to get her stuff rolling. And how I'm choosing for her to learn about money is for her to run her own business. Yeah. You know, but she yeah. carries those principles to school. She talks to her friends about it. Um, so I'm trying to encourage her to do it that way. So the, the sooner she starts running her business, taking sales, taking orders, counting her money, paying taxes, all of that. Yeah. She goes yeah. through that process now. Um, that's that's how it'll be learned. And then through her conversations with her brother, I know she'll pass some of that down to him yes. while he also learns from us. And it's important for them to visually see it. You mm -hmm. know, Savannah yes. has seen what $10,000 looks like in cash. She's seen that. And then yeah. she's like, that's not a lot. So I was like, you understand? Mm -hmm. I said, it's not a lot. I said, mm -hmm. but don't let people tell you what's a lot. I said, it's all value. Yes. It's not, money is not the thing we're after. It's what money can do that we're after. So as long right. as we stay focused on what we're actually going after, everything in between works out. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, so as you're speaking about the kids, um, when you had um, gotten married, because, you know, you were um, a single person before the family and um, did your money uh, perspective or mindset, not even mindset, but I got perspective, I'll say, change from being single to now married and then to married having kids. I guess there's three questions. So single, we oh. got, we were thinking when you got married, was there a, a shift where you had to do things a little differently or you know, with your new spouse, but maybe well, she had different money. Yeah, she had, uh, the, good thing is, the good thing is she already had good money habits. Okay. So that, that helped. Um, that's a pretty great money habits, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But she wasn't, she wasn't a risk taker to grow that money, right? I would okay. say okay. she did everything by the book, okay. right? So whatever that book is that they say, do this, do this, by this age, do this, get a job, do this, you'll have this in mm -hmm. retirement, that, that yeah. whole book. Check, 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 check. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Had her place, had a luxury vehicle for her that she enjoyed, that she, you see what I'm saying? Very. Yes. So when we uh, decided to get married, one of the things that we did, which is our first real thing we attacked together, funny enough, was our wedding. We didn't yeah. want to put it on credit or anything. It was like, we're going to pay this thing off. Mm -hmm. So during that time, we hustled, right? Yeah. Hustle, hustle, yeah. hustle, paid. And then that made us start thinking about concepts like, hey, I can cover all the bills right now. So how about I cover all the bills and then the bulk of your money can go towards this, you know? Um, and then this, so we we also, we've had a lot of, we've had great conversations about money. We've had yeah. some tough conversations yeah. about money. You start understanding, yeah. you know, egos can get involved. Yeah. Um, you can, you can feel like you're being attacked. You could feel mm -hmm. like your value is not there. You could feel mm -hmm. like this person is telling you something and and, and, and you're like, nah, but you're not doing this. It, it gets real crazy. Mm -hmm. I always say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, a lot of the changes, we change money stuff all the time. We sit down and talk about it. You know, yeah. hey, here's what the numbers look like. Here's some of the issues. Here's some of this. Here's some of this. Here's some of this. If something were to happen, what's our backup plan? Yeah, yeah. If we had to do the, what do we do? Where do we go? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So I would say a lot. Change because obviously with the kids now, there's new new expenses they didn't have before. You know, childcare is basically rents and mortgages if you think about it. Um, childcare could be a bit. So much, if you know? if you could barely afford your mortgage, then you've got to now pay two more mortgages now. Mm -hmm. Where where does that money come from? You know, um, mm -hmm. but I'm happy that we chose to homeschool and yeah. really work with our kids. Uh, and find people that wanted to create 
a pod where we can continue passing that stuff on. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so things changed, um, but a lot of the principles stayed the same. Yeah. Um, And like I said, having a partner that had good money, have like money habits already re-encouraged me to stay on top of certain things. Because like, well, if she's going to check the numbers, I can't take too much of a risk without having a conversation because she hasn't risked money the way I've risked it to learn. Right. She's like, I want to learn. I learned from somebody else, not my own main castle. So. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, so Mr. Financial Coach, consultant guy, what do you do for fun? What, what, what drive is it cars. that, you know? Drive what did cars. you say? I drive my cars. That's one. Second thing I do, I play can you let the view? Can you let the viewers know the cars that you have that you um, play with, that you drive? Yeah, I have my 2001 Jaguar S-Type, which is basically just about fully restored we're almost done there i have the a convertible lamborghini gallardo um which is uh, been wrapped um new exhaust just a beautiful situation i have my maserati gran turismo mc um which is probably the best sounding v8 car out there in my opinion um we have the uh, new the, the the Ferrari California T we just got that and then we have the Tesla Model Y Performance um, as well so those are currently all the cars uh, that are in the fleet right now. You drive your cars for fun. Anything else? Yep, drive my cars for fun. Um, play basketball. I still am able to do that, so I do enjoy that. That's my outlet. Uh, and then honestly, the most fun I have is hanging with. Jahira when we get a chance to hang and then the kids they're hilarious so the good thing is I get that every day you know I always say like there's things you get in moments Mm -hmm. but if you can't get excited about the everyday thing Mm -hmm. that's no matter what that's that's where people miss out so for me the most fun is figuring out what the kids are going to do today what are they going to say today looking like watching the development happen in front of me And then with my wife, you know, finding a show or two that we get to watch, talking about the future, talking about trips, um, talking about projects we're going to work on together. Um, Mm -hmm. Those things, those things make the difference. So those are the things that I do for fun. How do you remain positive in that? um, And how do you keep a positive mindset in this climate, in this financial climate? Um, It's just to know the climate. It's not mm. a negative climate. It's not a positive climate. It's life is more important than that right like money is it's the funniest thing people are chasing money and the bulk of them will never get it never get never get it yeah yeah yeah. 330 something thousand people die every day Mm. every day how many of those people died because of natural causes versus this versus that you don't know what you do know is that every day a lot of people leaving this earth. And I'm pretty sure on that deathbed and that last push, the last thing they were thinking about for most of them was how much money was in the bank. You know what they're thinking about? Right. It was the memories they had, the families they've lost, just everything else. So money always takes care of itself. Wow. Always takes care of itself. Wow. So staying positive is just recognizing you want to stay in a place of gratitude that you woke up to get a fight again. Mm. As long as you can wake up and just recognize that we're playing Russian roulette every day, 
you know, I heard somebody say uh, something that really stuck with me. He says, you know, it was a story. He heard these, uh, uh, it was of him and the guy he was working with. And he was telling the guy like, hey, man, me and my wife got into a fight. And, you know, you know, we're not talking right now. You know, uh, I'll handle it when I get home. And the guy said, yeah. He said, who told you you were making it home today? Right. Like, what made you think you were going to get home and have that conversation? You better call her now. Right. He says, who's saying right. she's coming home? Right. So because of that mentality, it, it, I stay in a place of gratitude for where I am, but I'm also in a place of I'm not. It's a place of not holding on to things. I have no connection to things that are things in a way where I can't let it go, where my identity is wrapped up in these things, right? right. They're here to have fun. They're here to do this, but that is as far as it goes because I'm so much more. Yes. So people get wrapped up in that instead of being wrapped up in what impact are they looking to have while they're here? Because impact equals money. Yeah. Bigger yeah. impact, bigger bank account. Yeah. So you'll get to the numbers. That's all time. You'll get to the numbers. But it's just how you want to get there. So yeah. anxiety levels for people who work a job are hard because they're not taking the time they have to create something for themselves. They're mm. relying on someone. So you're now putting all the back, your eggs in one basket. An entrepreneur is willing to do it for themselves. Now, the gotcha. risk of that is depends on how good you are or not. That's going to create, create your anxiety levels. But right. then if you're not living at 100% of your income, you probably can change your situation a lot faster too. That's true too. So, so Yeah. But the same thing I, I would say um, to, so, to, to those that have jobs, that if they were to live 80% of their income, um, they probably wouldn't be as or have as anxiety as well, as much anxiety. As yeah, but we know most, that's, that, but that's not, but that's not, no, people don't do that. It sounds good. You're seeing majority of what you've seen. Yeah, 99% is, okay. of what I've seen is people do not live below their means why do people gotcha. need a car right now for 800 dollars a month why do you need that car that's true right why do you need that one especially for people in big cities that have public transportation good point so we're not we're 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 we are a consumer-based society i was gonna say that. so we yeah. are going to get the car we are mm. going to get the credit card we are mm. going you see what i'm saying we're gonna get the newest iphone we're mm. going to get the new, not me. I still got an Android from 2016, 2017. And it's working. Just fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. No, Chris, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. it's so good that people uh, know about finances because, you know, one thing that I think you've said, um, and I'm, I'm probably not saying it right, but you had me laughing, but it's so true. You were like, um, you, you said whenever you help um, couples, with the finances, you said that, you know, if their finances are, 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 are not good, dang good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because because the finances, it mm -hmm. does help to make things a little bit easier. Yeah. Because again, it's not about the money, it's about like what it can do, what it can afford you to live a more peaceable life, more easier life, because yeah. you're you're it's the vehicle basically to that. And if you don't have that vehicle, you're kind of strapped or messed up in some way in arguing or small arguments and all of that. And I'm guessing you continue to see that because that was years ago, but I'm guessing yeah. as you help couples and singles and people that are needing your help for finances, you've seen that continue to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And most couples don't talk about money. 
What do you mean? Most couples don't really know what the other person is really doing. They don't really sit down and let's talk about the budget. And if you ask, you know, your spouse, hey, can you just send me the budget? Can I see what we're spending for the month? You know, some why do you need to see the money? You're not paying this. You're not, that's my money. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. hey, hey, hey. We're thought we were on the same team. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's it's across the board, even in healthy relationships, people get caught up in this is mine. Yes. You don't need to do it's like, hey, let's set a plan. Yeah. Right? To, or, like, wait, what is the plan here? You know, you got to go back right. to the core. Like, wait, did I miss something? Are we working yeah. together? Right. So for people not to to have that and be honest, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I would say that that's very true. And I think that it's super important when you are a couple or just really your, your, your relationship with money mm-hmm. to have that like open conversation yeah. about budgeting and all of that. And that's super, super cool. Does that, um, have you had, have you had moments where you have been counseling someone with their finances and it frustrated you or you just like, how do you handle when you know what you're saying is gold and they're just not whether it's pride, ego, or whatever. That's nothing to do with me. That's nothing to do with me. (laughs) My job is to deliver information. Whether you take it or not has nothing to do with me. I'm not trying to sell you on saving your situation. Mm. I've sat down with clients recently and I said, hey, listen, your food budget for the month is $2,800. You got to cut that back. You don't need to eat out that much. Mm. Nah, man, I got to go. I got to do it. I'm not cutting that back. You cut something else. I'm not cutting back that food. I got to get out there. I got to see these people. I got, okay. Cool. But what we cut? And I'm like, I don't know, your rent? You want to live in your car? He goes, I consider that. I'm like, bro, I'm not even taking you serious. So he's just, you know, people just want to, this is how I want to do it. So my job is to say, here's the plan. When yes. you're ready to work this plan, call me back because I can help you on this plan. This plan you got, I'm good. One, no parts of it. My word. Wow. Well, my brother, thank mm-hmm. you so much. Of course. Um, for, for doing this interview. Um, can you please let the people know about your book or books out you have yeah, yeah, yeah. and how they can reach you? Yeah, so um, just Google uh, CEO Chris Holder um, or www.CEO Chris Holder. You can find me. That's pretty much my handle for everything. So whether that's uh, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, uh, CEO Chris Holder, um, the $100 million run group is our community page. So that's just stuff that we have going on. You can learn from that. Uh, And the book is called Tips to Success on Amazon. Get the paperback, write a review. Um, And then we also have um, the quarterly success secrets book, where it's a book you purchase to help you maximize uh, having a, a successful quarter and go from there. So yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this uh, pod with me. And again, blessings. And I know as you continue to st- the fight to just be better financially and, and helping others, I know people will be helped by you just being here. And I, again, I didn't even know about it, but I like that. Your birthday being that like worldly check-in. I love that yep. worldly financial check-in. That's pretty good. So that's it for me. Thank you guys for uh, listening in and you guys have a good rest of your day as well. Thanks, Mr. Holder. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of What's Your Heart Problem podcast. If you're enjoying the show or found value in what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening. 
And we hope you'll join us again next time in the next episode of What's Your Heart Problem podcast. See you then.